Hello, and welcome back to part two of episode five of Juror number one. So, what do y'all think? Innocent or guilty? Well, this one, like I say all the time, is gonna blow your mind. Me, I personally would have found them guilty. The eyewitness, the DNA. Well, let's dig into this and see if we were right or we were wrong. Here's part two. So, this here was actually the true trial of Gerald Davis and his father, Dewey Davis. Back-to-back weeks with people named Dewey, by the way. So, these two men were both found guilty. Sexual assault, abduction, and kidnapping. Sent to prison for 14 to 35 years in prison. So, if you said guilty, you're exactly right with what this jury decided. But, is that right? Well, let's dig into it. So, let's start with the DNA evidence. We were told in court by a expert that the DNA that was on the sheets matched two people. One, the defendant, and the other was the victim. That's pretty damning evidence, I would believe. I mean, shit, I would say, yeah, of course they're guilty with the only two DNA samples on where the crime took place only match the defendant and the victim? Well, yeah, that's easy. But what if that wasn't true? What? What? What if all of the DNA evidence in this trial wasn't real? When I told you this was going to be a shocking case, I was not lying. I was not just doing this for clicks and listens. This is truly an insane story. You see, whenever they brought in this expert, his name was Fred Zane. Anyone who's a true crime fan may have heard of this man before. Old Fred testified in a lot of cases over 12 different states as a DNA expert. Well, there was just one small, teeny tiny problem with our old buddy Fred. Fred was a goddamn liar. Fred lied about everything. This blows my mind. Imagine being sitting there being sitting there. That's great English. Sitting there and seeing a so-called expert testify at your trial and all of it was lies. 
I'm sure that Gerald and Dewey were sitting there and be like, there's no possible way that this is real. There's no, there's no way that this expert could have all this evidence. Well, guess what? They were right. See, old Fred, he got into DNA back in the early adaptions of it. He was a police officer and worked his way up and tried out for the FBI, and he failed that. But he started working as a chief uh, of physical evidence. And he was kind of known to be, quote, pro-prosecution. Well, he's just trying to get people... uh, put away for crimes they committed, right? Well, that's the uh, difference here with Fred, is Fred wanted people to go to jail no matter what. Over the course of old Fred's career, like I said, he'd been a part of a lot of trials through a lot of states, and he was their expert. Well, he was an expert on being full of shit, really. See, over Fred's career, he lied in, I would say, almost all of these cases, sometimes even planning evidence, filing fake police reports, fake records. This is going to shock you. Listen to this. When they finally investigated this man, he engaged in misconduct and fraud that resulted in as many as, listen to this, 180 wrongful convictions. That is insane. 180 people at least went to jail for crimes they didn't commit because this dude lied on the stand, made up evidence, convinced juries to send people away over nothing This, it blows my mind that there are people out there like this. I feel so terrible for these people um, sitting in a courtroom knowing that this person is lying about them. So what happened to him? Well, Fred developed liver cancer and he actually passed away before he could ever be charged with any of this. It's just, it's shocking that someone like this was in a position of power and hurt so many lives and never got a chance to pay for it. And that's not even the most shocking part of this case. I mean, that is, I I shouldn't say that. That is incredibly shocking that this man did this to so many people. But get this. There was no DNA found on those sheets in that bed. Do you want to know why there was no DNA found on there? Because the victim later recants that it ever even happened. She completely fabricated this entire story. She was never raped. She never, nothing ever happened to her. And these two men were sentenced to jail. It wasn't until years later, whenever they could finally test and figure out that this was all bullshit, that these two men got released. But these two men spent eight years in prison 
for something that they didn't do. Even though the whole story was made up. And the biggest thing is this dude, this expert, is lying clearly because the crime never happened. But you don't know that as a juror, and you still have to make that decision. It's a crazy world we live in, obviously. And it's a shame that nothing ever happened to the woman that sent these two men away for eight years apiece. But what can you do? So, this has been part two of episode five of Juror Number One. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you're sharing with your friends. And most of all, do me a giant favor and just have a wonderful day, please. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much. Farewell.